When some of your fellow parishioners and I went to the Holy Land for the 90th anniversary of our parish, we went to the church that commemorated the place where Jesus gave the disciples the Beatitudes, which we just heard about in the gospel today, 2,000 years later. It was fun because they had permission to change the words of the gospel. It didn't say Jesus went up the mountain. Rather, when we read it there on that mountain, it said Jesus came up this mountain. So it was kind of cool to be there and to realize that. So first, he takes them aside to a special place. And who doesn't do that when you have something particularly special to tell someone? You might say, well, let's talk about this over a nice dinner. Or uh, let's go into my office. Or why don't you come into the living room and sit down? I have something I need to tell you. Then he gives them advice. Not unlike Polonius's uh, advice in Hamlet's Shakespeare, uh, in Shakespeare's Hamlet, that he was giving uh, to his son with the now famous words, beginning with, "Neither a lender nor a borrower be." The Beatitudes also are exceedingly practical, so practical to the point of it's kind of like this Sunday is the time change, so check your batteries in your smoke detectors, right? The Beatitudes are not simply lofty, spiritual, ethereal ideas for souls floating around in heaven. They are for men and women who rake leaves, drive cars, and pay bills. We simply don't have time to go into all of them today, but I'd like to do a couple of highlights. First, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Now, true, there is part of this that is spiritual and future-focused. Those who are not attached to this world will get into heaven. But it is also descriptive of a person who has the most hope and happiness in this life. People who find their hope and happiness in money that they make, in the things that they have, in the power that they have accumulated will fare very poorly if any of these are threatened or taken away. All of them are like a bird on a fence, ready to take flight at any moment. But if your joy is placed in the kingdom of God and not of things of earth, if you, if you are living in a mansion today, you can enjoy it for what it is, appreciate it for what it is, for as long as it lasts and share it. Then tomorrow, if you must live in a one-bedroom apartment in a lesser part of town, you should be able to find joy there also. The negative phrasing of this beatitude would be, enjoy but don't become attached to the things of this world, even life, because they will betray you. So don't place your hope and joy in them. Another, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. That doesn't sound very plausible. Who, after all, is making all of the headlines and burning up the internet? It doesn't seem like meek people. But the idea here is more long-term. It is true that some people of movements burn brightly and seem to rule the day, but they are a flash in a pan. To roughly quote uh, McAvoy, the English Protestant historian, he said, the Catholic Church has seen all kingdoms rise and has been there when most of them have fallen. And the day will come when London will be a ruinous jungle 
and the Catholic Church will still be there. Just in a more recent history, we've had Stalin, Hitler, Napoleon, all of them eyeing to take over the entire world, and everybody was afraid. And all of them hated the Catholic Church and wanted to destroy it. Today, we read about these world conquerors and their utter failures in history books in our Catholic schools. The rough, the meek will inherit the world. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Once again, too, there is something future-oriented about this. Be a good son or daughter of your heavenly Father, and you will see him in heaven. But there's also something very practical about this advice. One of the worst things about being a habitual liar or cheater or manipulator or scammer is that you are always on the lookout for the person who might cheat, manipulate, or scam you. The world and its people and things are to be controlled and appreciated for what you can get out of them. If you are that type of person with an eye for, what you, for doing this, you can never help but be on the lookout for anybody at any time who might do it back to you. So you are never at ease, never fully in love, never fully trust. The world is a darker place, and despite possibly getting what you want, you will never be as happy as you could be. But the person who strives to be good and to cultivate the good also has a much better talent for seeing the good in the world and for seeing Christ in others, especially in the most challenging people. To see God in his creation, to see God who dwells in his sons and daughters. It is a much better world to live in, full of hope and joy, even if the person you need to see Christ in is putting a nail through your hand into a cross. These are cool because they speak to what this day is all about. All Saints Day is about recognizing all saints in heaven, not just the ones that the Catholic Church officially recognizes. Interestingly, interestingly however, they do not need our prayers. It would make much more sense in that regard if we made All Souls Day a holy day of obligation to pray for those who need our prayers in order to get into heaven. But today is about imploring the saints to help us to get into heaven. Because a saint is someone in heaven. And that's what you are called to be. Because the only other option is just hell to endure. So we ask for the intercession of the saints. You'll see on our altar rail down here today, we have some of our relics if you want to visit them afterwards. And we have the readings to help us on our journey to our homeland. And that's why it's so awesome to be with you here today, that you showed up today. And why I love celebrating this holy day of obligation with you. You take getting into heaven just that much more seriously. You're the backbone of the parish. So just one more for today. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad because your reward will be great in heaven. What was the name of the man who stabbed St. Maria Goretti? Come up with as much as you can about the life and times of the emperor under which St. Peter was crucified and compare that to how much you know about St. Peter. 
How much do you know about a Polish man who happened to take the word John Paul compared to how much you know about any of the communist leaders he helped to lessen or remove from power? The only reason you know Diocletian, if you know his name at all, is because of his relationship to the story of St. Sebastian, unless you're one of those crazy historians. Because these faint saints fought for truth and goodness and beauty, because their goal was the salvation of others, because they were immersed in faith, hope, and love, we celebrate them today and remember them on earth and rejoice that they are in heaven. And they accomplished this by following the Beatitudes, which are entrusted to us today on this Feast of All Saints, to whose company we are called.